All right, bit of a delay, but uh, welcome back, episode two of the Hungry Dogs podcast. Uh, we're gonna take our uh, our self feedback from last week, try and get a little better this week. We've got a big slate coming up: college football, uh, NBA, uh, what else? NFL, AFC wild card race, and uh, we're trying a little better this week. Try and do a little more free flow conversation rather than like a show. Uh, you know, still experimenting. I'm here with my co-host, uh, Ahmed Shadid. We're gonna do some uh, NBA. NFL college get it rolling see what we're talking about today welcome back everybody to season two um I hope you know to anybody who listened you guys enjoyed we went a little two and one each on our weekly picks last week but yeah let's start off with uh in-season tournament recap I think uh we both said we we've seen the Lakers vision and the Lakers making a, t- a run and um we both did have the Kings. Sadly, they fell early. They didn't get to light the beam and make a Vegas run. But, you know, we have our semifinal set up. It's a Pacers versus Bucks matchup and a Lakers and a Pelicans matchup. So, uh, I guess I'll start it off. I got to say. tomorrow, uh, right? They start tomorrow. Yeah, yeah tomorrow you got the Pacers at 5 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Pacers well, start. So, by so the time this a, episode comes out, it would be the same day. Yeah, yeah, but um, so I guess we'll start off with uh, let's go Pacers and um and Bucks. If they could pull this one off, then you know I'm all for them winning the championship in uh in Vegas because to beat the Celtics and Bucks, like the two contenders for the championship right now, outside of the Nuggets, you know that's the that's the only other dog that I really see. So it's like if Tyrese Halliburton's really gonna pull this finals run off then he deserves to win this championship team and you know not that many guys on that team are paid so you know it'd be cool to see them you know pull this off but i'm still sold on lebron you know they look like they want it they they got lucky last night but i listened to kd and kd was saying some points he said you know lakers got the shortest flight to vegas they don't get affected by the time zone and, you know, a lot of the people in Vegas are, are Lakers fans. So, you know, I'm still sold on the Lakers. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, same way. I mean, I'm pretty sold on the Lakers, but the Pelicans are in a similar situation to the Pacers. Like, they have a lot of young guys, too, like Zion, B.I., and um, they got McCollum for veteran leadership, too. I think that they have a squad that they just haven't been able to pull together. I think in a one-off tournament that tomorrow is going to be a super interesting game. Um, because the Lakers want it for sure. And the Pelicans have kind of just been this team that everyone's been throwing around as like a sleeping juggernaut and they've been doing nothing. Like they haven't even barely made the playoffs since they've had mm-hmm. Zion. I don't even think they have made the playoffs since they've gotten Zion. Um, but yeah, like we were saying, I think I'm rolling Lakers. I think it's going to be a better game than people think, but I think Lakers are rolling. And to be honest with you, I, I really do think the Pacers upset the Bucks. And I think another thing too, from that game I mean, obviously, everyone knows about how good the Bucs are and their title favorites and all that. But this is another thing where it's one-off games. Like, if the Pacers have a good game and the Bucs have a bad game, especially in a neutral site like Vegas, too, like, how many people from Milwaukee or Pacers are actually going to fly out and, you know, go to this game? Like, not a lot. I mean, the whole arena is probably going to be Lakers. Um, and Pacers, um, what I was going to say, too, is what do you think about Halliburton – his MVP odds significantly dropping or like getting shorter because of in-season tournament success. Like, how do you think that the public is valuing this? And how do you think that um, the sports books are valuing the actual, I guess the value of the in-season tournament that it's actually affecting the MVP odds for the whole season? 
Well, you see, I think um, for the most part, when you look at the final eight teams in this tournament and even now more so the final four, but more so the final eight, it's all realistic contenders, at least playoff contenders, where it's like the only two teams was the Knicks and the Pelicans that haven't had much that didn't. No, even if they both had uh, have had have made it to the playoffs in the past couple of years. So it's like for the Pacers to be the only team to not make it to the playoffs in the past couple of years and to completely take this tournament over. And Tyrese Halliburton had a tough group. He beat the Sixers and the Cavs convincingly where he was the best player in every game he's won. So it's like maybe he really is for real. If the Pacers are going to be a top five seed in the Eastern Conference, top four seed, then there should be a legit case for Tyrese Halliburton because no offense to the Pacers. I, I love the squad they have right now. But is there a legit other superstar or star besides Tyrese Halliburton on that team? No, zero. Yeah, 100%. So I do have to say I understand the the MVP hype on Tyrese Halliburton's name because it's like he's putting up those numbers. If you look at his assists, it's like he's putting up 11, 12 assists nightly. Like it's nothing. It's like we don't we haven't seen this in a while, you know, like yeah. officially. It's like the like artificial no Harden and Westbrook doing it a couple of years ago where it like not artificial, but like inflated almost where they would just and, be passing it to dudes who are already cutting to the hoop. Like it was good basketball too, but like they were trying for the assists. Like Halliburton is like, if you watch the games, he's trying to get his team to win. He's not just like trying to get stats, you know? And that's exactly what I was going to say. The assist to turnover ratio, I guarantee you is way lower for Halliburton compared to Westbrook and Harden's. I saw a stat where it's like, I think he has close to 40 assists in the last three games with no turnovers. No turnovers for three straight games. It's like, yeah, that's wow. crazy. Especially for a point guard who handles the ball as much as he does, shoots the ball, passes the ball as much as he does, for sure. Agreed. Agreed. So it's mm-hmm. like... Not bad. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so it's like, you got, I think they're the story of this tournament right now. And it's like, so yeah, you got him, if he's going to beat the Bucks and then beat LeBron, that's like a real, a real um good way to stamp your name, you know? hundred percent, yeah. And speaking of stamping your name, the age-old question, how is the in-season tournament going to affect LeBron's legacy? <laughs> Dude, I heard this today. I was driving home from work, and I heard on the radio, uh, the question was, how is the in-season tournament affect LeBron's legacy? And I started laughing out loud because it's become such a joke at this point that anything he does affects his legacy. So I mean, I'll let you go first. How do you think? I can't even say it without laughing, dude. How do you think it affects LeBron's legacy? When you look at the at the tournament, he's the best player left. So any game he loses is an upset. He's already a minus two favorite tomorrow. It's like KD said, the tournament's made for the Lakers to win. So that's all I could say. You know, you saw the game last night. Book 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 thought it was a uh, no timeout should have been called. He thought it should have been Suns ball and they should have won that game. So you know it's it's LeBron LeBron failing the league. If he loses, that's all I could say. Yeah, no, especially too if you want to talk about you know the flight to Vegas and the timeout <laughs> yesterday. Like how good for the league validating this tournament would it be for LeBron to win at year one? And he's the one who's been vocally caring about it. I mean, like. KD came out yesterday and said he really supports it. Um, some of the Pacers guys too. They said that they're doing it for the guys on the end of the bench. Is what you were saying last week, and I like I thought about that a lot. And like definitely, like if your boys were like we could get 500k each, like yeah, you're definitely putting on for the in season tournament games. 
Um, but yeah, no, for LeBron's legacy, my my part of it. Um, I mean, dude, there's not much that you can say about him at this point. Like, whether you're a LeBron guy, Michael guy, like they're the top two players of all time. I think it's borderline indisputable at this point, no matter which way you lean. Um, but the in-season tournament, I think it it could like it's not gonna affect it like if he wins the championship, but it's just like <laughs> another cool thing to add to like his impact on the NBA and like for how long he's been around. Um, and I just honestly think that it would be cool, um, for the Lakers to win it, the initial, like, especially the huge brand of the Lakers to win it year one. Like I thought mm-hmm. like a similar thought that I just had to is like when they were having Super Bowl 50, um, I was thinking to myself when it was Broncos Panthers, I was like, dude, there's no way they're letting the Panthers win Super Bowl 50. <laughs> like this is like Super Bowl 50th anniversary. Like it's going to go to like either like big city kind of historic franchise in the Broncos. Like, not that I think it's rigged at all, but it's almost just like the universe fits the story. So that the Lakers win this thing, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say it fits the storyline, but uh, one thing I got to give to LeBron though, which, you know, you know, he may complain a lot. He may load manage, but I got to say he does buy in when it comes to these kind of uh, events. And that's what I really respect because he's somebody that the players follow after. So it's like the all-star game, you know, obviously I think we see a a lack in, um, a lack in effort in the all-star game. But one thing I will give LeBron is he does still play the all-star game every year and I don't even know if he's lost yet as a captain of the all-star team. I think he just received his first loss. So it's like, that's one thing I will give him. You know, he makes these corny activities that people think like, oh, why is the league doing this? He he puts the purpose into it. Yeah, and that's no, one he thing definitely really he do does. He puts on for the league 100%. I mean, even when he addresses the media or he addresses anybody talking about the NBA, he always says like our league, our league. Like he always says it's good for our league. It's bad for our league. Like he takes ownership in it, which I mean, you have to respect about him. He loves the game. He loves the league. And he's always trying to put on for it. Which I agree with. Yeah. So, uh, Besides the in-season tournament on Monday, we had a Monday night football. We had the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. There was a a lot of stats I saw before the game. Uh, Bengals were 10-point underdogs. They were, they maybe haven't, they were 1-12, in I believe, last 13 uh, Monday night football away games. They they haven't covered in in Florida in maybe eight or nine games. There was just so many stats that said, all right, no way Bengals win, and they probably don't even cover. So what did you think about that game and what does it mean leading up to the rest of the playoff race in that conference? Crazy enough, actually, I uh, I looked at it uh, during my lunch break at work. I go minus 10. And I was thinking, I said, wait a second, when's the last time the Jaguars were on Monday Night Football? And then I realized, too, that they're six and oh on the road and now three and four at home. I said, so haven't had a primetime game on Monday night in, I think it was 12 years, they said, three and three at home, which means they don't really play that well at home, which is kind of weird for a young mm-hmm. people you think they would. And minus 10, the Bengals feeling disrespected. It had all the brewings for a big upset, even though you didn't really feel like it was an upset. You felt like the teams were fairly evenly matched. So I text my friend. I go, I I said, I think, uh, I think Bengals pull it out tonight. Um and obviously that ended up being the case. Um, there's no gambling down here in Florida. So unfortunately <laughs> I couldn't cash out on the plus 425 Bengals money line, which is honestly crazy that it was plus 425. Some of these odds to win the championship 
are like plus 390, 350 or whatever, that the Bengals odds of winning one game is like 425. But whatever, I digress. Um, I think that the game itself, um, the Jaguars have a lot of good players, but they're still about a year behind where the Bengals actually are in terms of drafting, you know, rebuilding the organization. And the Bengals kind of showed that, you know, Zach Taylor comes from that McVay tree. So they have a guy who can kind of run the offense, not no matter who the QB is. Like, obviously, when they have Burrow, like they're Super Bowl contenders, but like, they, you know, they put you in Jake Browning and, you know, he might be able to lead them to the playoffs, but the Bengals just overall had a better roster. Um, they had a lot of good players just because, again, they've had a year more than the Jaguars have to rebuild. Um, and I think, would, too, my bad, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, would you say the Bengals should try another trick play this year or uh, cut that out? No more no more players passing besides uh, Jake Browning. No, nah, you got to roll the dice. I mean, if you're not, <laughs> if you don't have Joe Burrow, you got to pull all the tricks out of your sleeve. You got to just go deep into the bag if you want to win games. <laughs> Even if it didn't work out, <laughs> even if it didn't work out, you got to keep shooting. I um, thought that was the only negative I saw from uh from the Bengals on Monday night. One for two, negative seven yards and an interception from players yeah. throwing besides Jake Brownie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But but yeah, I thought uh I thought overall that was um a great bounce back game from that squad. I think, you know, at a uh, five and six leading into that game, that was a must win game. Yeah. It felt and like they were I, dead if they didn't win. Yeah. And now it seems like their season has a whole lot of life again. If Jake Browning could play like that. Yeah. I mean, even season. if he can play comparable, like the players, exactly. the receivers like T Higgins, Jamar chase, um, who's their tight end that starts to come on too. Irv, is it Irv? No, no, no. Irwin is like the wide receiver with the long hair. Hold on. This is why we have Google. Bengals tight end. Oh, Irv Smith. I thought it was Irv Smith, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Irv Smith. And Hayden Hurst. Oh, no, he's in the Bengals now. Um, Or Panthers. Tanner Hudson also. Oh, that was yeah. another one. So what do you think overall about the entire AFC playoff race? I think at like from realistically four to eight or nine, what how many games separate them? Like two max? From yeah, two games from four to eleven. Two games are separate. Three games. Three to eleven, two games are separated. That's crazy. Three to eleven, yeah, and it's like, so I thought Jacksonville was gonna put themselves at the top of the conference and eliminate the Bengals yeah. Monday night, but it's like yeah, now you really do it. So it's like, and you had Kenny Pickett; he just got ankle surgery. I thought he would be out for the season. They're saying he's not gonna be put on the IR. So, uh, but regardless, I, I think the Patriots are capable of upsetting them tomorrow night. That's my hot take of the Titans. Or the Steelers? No, the, the Steelers. Steelers. I think. I think. Dude, you saw that the I, you saw that the line, the over under for that game, is thirty 30. and a half. It is the lowest since I. It was either ninety two or eighty two. It's the lowest in what is that? Almost 30, 40 years. Forty years. Forty, 40 years. years. It's the lowest over under in a football game, and one of the teams is seven and five, and in the playoffs right now, and the other team yeah. is the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> like. This is ridiculous. You would never think, dude. I mean, beginning of the season or, I mean, honestly, ever that you would think, 
Oh yeah, Patriots versus Steelers. It's gonna be one of the I, worst games of the NFL season ever in any NFL season. Well, did you see the side? The Patriots are the first team to lose three games while their opponents scored ten points or less. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's egregious. Yeah. So it's like the problem is clearly the offense. I've never seen. You know, the Jets. I don't know if the Jets. The Jets offense is bad. The, we were—I don't know if we talked about this uh, last week, but the Jets offense is—is is, yeah, it's historically bad. They've scored ten touchdowns. They've scored ten total touchdowns in thirteen games. The Cowboys defense, Duron Bland alone, has scored five scored touchdowns that. in thirteen weeks. Yeah, the Cowboys defense has scored one extra. I think they had a fumble return against the Giants, but um, the Patriots on offense, like I've watched every Jets game this season. And their offense is – it's one of the worst of ever. It, it, it just – it pains me to watch. Like, I genuinely feel sick watching them. I can, Honestly, I don't feel bad for Patriots fans because they've had success for so long. But it, it's got to be worse. Like, if you can't hold – if you hold teams to under 10 and can't do anything, I mean, it's got well, – I so feel bad for you, but I understand where you are because I've been there. And I am there. Do you, do you question that Bill Belichick's – do you now question that Tom Brady's greatness was his greatness, or do you think Bill Belichick still played a huge factor in that? Well, I think realistically, it's probably 60-40 Brady overall. Um, but I think a lot of people are giving a lot of hate to Bill, too. When they won all those Super Bowls, the rules were a lot different. You could smash people across the middle. You could basically <laughs> play a lot more physical football, and the defense kind of ruled most of the field. Um, and if you had a good D line linebackers, it was way more important back then. And that they won a lot of Super Bowls early, uh, the early 2000s, when the rules really benefited the defense more than the offense almost. Um, and I think those Super Bowls, you have to give most of the credit to Belichick, especially because Brady was such a young player. And that's really when defense could win you a championship almost single handedly. Um, but I think the later Super Bowls were definitely more Brady. Um, so, it, like, realistically, if you want to look at it in terms of the first three Super Bowls were way more Belichick responsibility, and I would say the second three Super Bowls wouldn't say way more, but definitely you'd give the nod to Brady being, uh, like, the 40, what was it, 49, 51, and 53. Like, you'd definitely give Brady the nod. Like, yeah, it was definitely more him than Belichick. Mm-hmm. There. So if you want to say, like, rings, like, three and three for each of them, like, they had a better part in. But since then, Brady's been, you know, able to go down to Tampa, win a ring his first year there, and Belichick's made the playoffs twice and has an overall losing record by, I think it's like almost six or seven games now um, since Brady's yeah. left. So uh, you could say, too, I mean, like if you want to argue because he with the Browns, he had a losing record also. Um, but he was also a defensive coordinator for the Giants in the 80s and 90s, like when they were really tossing teams around, too. So. It's it's up for debate. I think realistically, at the end of the day, it does come down to, you know, Brady got three in the later years and Belichick got three in like the earlier years. What about you? What do you think about it? Yeah, or also, no, I, honestly, you think, you think he's gonna get booted? Like they're talking like, about him going to the Chargers. They're talking about him just straight up like leaving and like being a free agent coach, or like the commies maybe so, he's go to. I'm I'm for it because that's what I was gonna say. Like I think with these older coaches now, it's just like a new age where it's like. They had their success, and it's like we're just in a new age of sports where it's like it's it's almost more like innovative. Like it's just a new style of sports. It's new, like uh, it's a new technique. 
So it's yeah. like I feel like we're seeing it in the NBA now. It's like Popovich, you know, the best coach, one of the the best coach of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, he just Maybe drafted Jackson, but yeah, yeah, you know, arguably, arguably, yeah, arguably, but, uh, arguably, yeah. Whatever. Regardless, he drafted the best player. You know, one of the best draft prospects of all time, arguably. Yeah. And it's like he's off to a three and seventeen start now. Yeah, terrible. So it's like, it's like, I can't just say, "Oh, Pop's a terrible coach," but it's like, I am starting to question, like maybe Pop just isn't made for this new age this anymore. Like, no, I think it's similar era. to Belichick too, where he's not really a player's coach. He's like a system guy. He he's more so, like you got to think about like kids our age too. Like they're not as responsive to like getting screamed at as like the older players were, you know, like the older players, like, Oh, it's football. Oh, whatever. It's sports. Like getting screamed at in the locker room. Like, I'm sure a lot of that still goes on, but it's more like constructive where back in the day it was like motivational to try and get you to be playing better, you know, but now I'm like, cause most of the league, especially for NBA is our age. And then NFL too, like a lot of them are only a little older than us too. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like see where it's coming from, especially like from people you know, and like I guess even yourself too. Like, how do you respond better to each thing, like getting screamed at, or like basically the coach being like, "Yo, you completely messed up on this play," but like this is what you got to do next time. I think overall, like the second option is definitely better, and I think overall people have been responding to that better. Um, and you can mm-hmm. say the same thing for Belichick and Popovich. Like, these are the reasons why they won earlier on. Because, like, with Tim Duncan and for Brady, too, for those two specifics, like, they can take all the hard coaching and be the, you know, lead by example. Like, all right, well, if Tim and Brady are the ones just getting, you know, beat around by Belichick and Popovich, like, I got to do it, too. I got to listen to coach, all that. But now I think the players are kind of like, yo, I'm not getting screamed at by this dude. Like, whatever. I have millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Like, F off, dude. I think uh, I agree with, like, everything you said. And that's why, like, to my point about, like, Belichick, it's, like, I don't want him to stay with the Patriots because they now, like, possess the second pick, I believe, in the draft. So it's, like, I don't know if he's meant to stay with whoever they draft, whatever young QB it is, whether it's Caleb or, honestly, I I hope hope it's it's nobody, dude. I hope Belichick trades or he drafts someone like Cole Strange again. I mean, if, I was, if Belichick, coming from resentment Belichick, of a Jets fan who's been watching them for years, but I pray on their downfall, dude. Not that I don't wish any injuries and, or okay, anything, and, but I hope they lose every game they play for the rest of my life. So, that would be ideal. I, I respect that for you. You're a Jets fan, so, you know, like, that's a yeah. respectable opinion. Him. But I'm saying, like, I just don't want to see – I don't I don't know. I just don't think Bill should be responsible for uh, – I don't think Bill has it to – to really coach another young talent throughout his no. whole career, like I think it's, I think it's time for a complete rebuild. Let him go to, let him go to Chargers. They got a well, well built system over there. So if he wants to build, win they're a the Super Chargers Bowl, though, dude. They're like the Jets West. No, no they are, they are. Is. But if Belichick, you know, Brady, Brady went to the Buccaneers and won a Super Bowl. So it's yeah. like if Belichick, you know, you got, you got a good system in the Charge and uh in Los Angeles where it's like, you know what, they got a lot of good Brady players wrong. on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But it's like I could do what Brady. He has a good chance to do what Brady did in in the Buccaneers with the Los Angeles Chargers. 
Yeah. I think the Chargers have are have a well built team. You know, no, they have they have a team that could still be added on, but they have a great great QB. No, they do. They have. I mean, receivers. all the positions you want too. Like their offensive line is pretty good. Like Rashawn Slater is an absolute dog. Justin Herbert has all the tools in the world to be one of the best quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the league, if he had the right coaching. And like every, year to year, like Ruzga, he's an MVP candidate every year, but you just don't see it out of him because of you might say it's coaching. You maybe even say like. It's he hasn't gotten better since he's been a rookie. Um, but I think too, like outside they have Khalil Mack. I mean, Joey Bosa's hurt now too, but they have um Derwin James too. Like they have guys in the secondary. They have uh who's their linebacker, dude? Um they have another dog I'm, from I'm, Oklahoma. I'm uh Kenneth Murray. Like they have a lot of good players on that team, and I think mm-hmm. they can definitely compete. Um, but realistically, like is Belichick not cooked as a coach because he's obviously an, he's still an insane coach with you know these teams are only scoring 10 points in the modern offense in the nfl which is crazy the man can still coach uh especially defense the only thing i would say is personnel wise like he just can't like receivers dude like his two wide receiver draft picks the last couple of years were Nikhil harry who i don't even think he's in the league anymore and then i honestly yeah. couldn't even tell you the guy who drafted before that I, like, yeah no that's kind round, of what I, like I don't know. Like I want to say, I I think Mac Jones isn't great at all, oh, but no. In his defense, he could say that he never got a legit wide receiver, and you can't get mad at him for saying that because yeah. it's really not a bad take. It is, but you could say too, like how many of these teams um will give their wide receivers will get like think about Houston, right? Like risky, like Tank Dell's been going crazy this year, but is he? we don't know if he's an established number one wide receiver in the NFL yet. Like the, I mean, Houston just kind of cooking too, like just off of, they have Stroud, they have Tomiko, like they're just cooking. Um, but overall, like, I don't know how many of these young quarterbacks actually just walk into the NFL with a wide receiver one, like even like, all right, Mahomes did with Tyreek. Um, who else? Like Josh Allen, Josh Allen really didn't until they traded for Stefan Diggs. Then he got a lot better, you know, Bryce Young on the Panthers, Dealing, but Dealing's like 34, 30 yeah. years old. They traded DJ Moore, but it is what it well, is. Well, the one one mistake that the Patriots made last year was they paid Juju and let Jacoby. Yeah, and Jacoby and Jacoby Myers is a dog too. Like I whenever play the Patriots, I hated him. I was just like, bro, oh, there he goes, Jacoby Myers. Like he never got a touchdown in like two years, and he got like two against the yeah. season. That's why. Oh, that's things. Yeah, but dude, I am it's happy just... to see him thriving with the Vig- with the Raiders because. You know, even though the Raiders aren't the best right now either, at least, like, you know, they're really showing how good of a wide receiver he truly is because I don't think the Patriots actually did a great job of showing No, that. yeah, he's a That's dog. A he's a great player, 100%. All right, so let's get back to the AFC standing, like the, the playoff standings. Let's just go from the bottom to the top, cooked or have a chance. Patriots, cooked. 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 Titans, cooked. Cooked. Jets, cooked. Cooked. All right. Cooked. I only want to hear. I'm a Jets fan. Cooked. Let's get percentages. Let's get percentages. No, no. It's a binary. No, binary. Binary. All right. Cooked. Cooked. Raiders. Cooked. I'll say slight hope, but cooked. Cooked. Chargers. Cooked. Cooked. Bills. I'm going to say they're cooked, but. Cooked. (laughs) Yeah, dude, they're done. No, but I will say no. Bills. (laughs) No, they're good. Bills, Chargers, and Raiders have slight hope depending on how this weekend goes. The Raiders have 
the Vikings. So if they pull out a convincing win. You know, they, they've been good since the restart, since uh, the new head coach. Chargers, we'll see. They play the Broncos country this week, and then the Bills play the Chiefs. So if the Bills beat the Chiefs, then they have a legit chance against somehow. But it's like chance cooked. All right. <laughs> Let's go cooked. Uh, Bengals. Cooked. Bengals. Bengals cooked after no, last week. I think it's co- No, no. Well, just because they are six and six, but realistically, let me look at their schedule down the stretch. Also, we only got 10 minutes left. So listen, we do not want to sh- cut this podcast short. I think this is way better than last week, but again, rough draft. We're on the free version of Zoom right now, so just bear with us, everybody. Right. Bengals uh, got Bengals, Colts, they got Colts, Vikings, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. Cook, dude. Brown Colts L, Steelers probably L, Chiefs L. Let's see, Browns, let's see. L. You know, I think we'll have a better idea next week. I think we can revisit this next week. We'll All right, I'm actually Colts, I'm down to revisit this next Colts. week. Bengals, right, Broncos, I'm, I'm sticking with cooked. All right, Broncos. I'm saying they got hope. Hope. Got I hope. agree. I think that they're they. I don't know if they'll make it, to be completely honest with you, because I like Houston, I like Indy, and I really don't – not that I don't like the Steelers, but they're a good team. I mean, dude, Mike Tomlin makes the playoffs pretty much every year. He has any sort of competent team. So I'm going Broncos, hope, 100%. All right, so you know what? I think we let's, – let's end it off with since we're at – Five, six, seven, eight, nine. What four teams do you think will be battling for that last wild card week, the last week of the season? Oh, dude, definitely yeah. Colts, Texans, Browns, Steelers, Broncos. Like, I think all five of them are going to be alive in the last week of the year. I think some of them, like, I think that, dude, Houston and the Steelers might have like a leg up. Um, especially the Steelers have Patriots this week. You see, if Kenny Pickett is not back, that's the fair. Bengals There's a lot of injured Christmas quarterbacks Eve. too. You got to think about who, what backups have been balling. Gardner Minshew, absolute dog. I, I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's an absolute dog, and he's willing them to wins. I will say that the Steelers lose the Colts and Bengals game if Kenny Pickett is not back. Probably, yeah, I agree. And then oh. they have the Seahawks and Ravens to finish off this season. Ravens cooked. No, the Ravens so, aren't cooked, but Steelers are taking absolute L to the Ravens. All right. Um, Let's revisit that next week. One right, thing I will say, week. though, is to end this off, I will with the, the playoff the NFL, pictures, yeah. I did wish that it could be similar to the college football playoffs, which we're about to visit. You know, if there was a committee to to give the final playoff spots, I would I would prefer that with how many injured QBs we've been seeing. But you know, let's visit college football. What do you think about the final four? Was Florida State snubbed? Snubbed, or was it the right choice? No, hundred percent, they were snubbed. Um, but I think that my my take on it and what I've kind of been saying for the last about week week and a half is since this is the last year of the four team playoff that the committee really had. You know, people are going to be up in arms for a little while about it, but no one's going to be like, what precedent does this set? We can't leaving undefeated power. Five it doesn't matter anymore because those guys are going to get an auto bid next year. This was really like, all right, last year, 14 playoff, you know, are people actually going to watch Bama or and Michigan? Yes. 100%. I think it's going to be one of the most watched college football games of all time, like genuinely. And mm-hmm. I think for, um, Michigan FSU, if that was the early game, I'm not even turning it on. I'll be completely honest with you. It's going to be probably 35-0, like honestly. 
Uh, well, Florida State is a good defense. I will give them that. They would definitely hold Michigan to 28, but they're not scoring more than three. They're probably not scoring more than zero, honestly. Michigan defense is dogs. I mean, they have Florida State quarterback. is They're on their third-string quarterback. That's what it comes down to. Um, and I, I do – listen, I would not say I agree that these are the best four teams. Um, I don't know who the best four teams are. I, I really think that Georgia is probably in the best four teams conversation. And I think Washington is one where they're a really, really good team. But if you send them to play Georgia, realistically, who's going to win? Probably Georgia. But I think Washington is one of those teams where it's like they are undefeated power five champion. Let them rock. Like, I mean, they did. They're number two seed. And I think they're going to. I don't know. We'll we'll give our picks on the games later on. But yeah, I mean, you could be outraged about it. Um, But I kind of understood it from the committee's perspective is you can only be outraged for so long as if they did this like a couple years ago. There'd be riots. There'd be people, lawyers in the building already. What do what do you think? We got five minutes, by the way. Yeah, I, uh, Washington was a team that was disrespected a lot this year, and yeah. you know, time after time, they proved that they shouldn't have been disrespected. So, they deserve their spot. Michigan deserved their spot, and then I think it all became a toss up after Alabama lost, or after Alabama yeah, won. beat Georgia. Yeah, but Good you know, the committee, you. the committee did choose the right year to do this to snub Florida State because like you said the 12 team playoff so you know there wasn't really any more precedents to set you know they kind of did violate the precedent that was set in prior years but this was the right year to violate the precedent and you know because next year's with a 12 team there this shouldn't really happen much more but we will see but you know you won't see an undefeated team like Florida State ever missed a playoff no, it, again. No, it will never it so, will never happen again. This was just a weird year where they were converting to the 12 team next year and Realistically, yeah, college football is probably looking out for their own product. Like if people are like, oh, this is college football when they turn on Florida State, Michigan, and Michigan's running the – or not – and Florida State's running the Wildcat, you know, in the third quarter down 100, you know. And that's what I was going to say. Like Florida State didn't have a chance. Maybe Alabama doesn't either, but, you know, it's one of those things. Like the Lakers in Vegas, it's like it's the best for business and the best for – just the best for football, honestly. Best for business and football, if we're being honest. But let's wrap it up with uh, our three picks of the week. You know, we both finished two and one last week. The goal is – Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Clap it up. Clap it up for the boys. (laughs) It's 3-0 this week. I'll start off with my picks. We got three minutes to discuss our three. I'm going with the Bengals against the Colts. Home matchup for the Bengals returning from Florida. I like Drake Browning to, uh, I think he found himself. I think uh, they get themselves back in the playoff picture and make it even more chaos since the Colts have one of the top wild cards right now. Then I got the Chiefs money line against the Bills. I got uh, Chiefs. I don't see them going two straight L's. Bills have been fraudulent all year. And you got, you got Bengals game for the Chiefs. Too. So I'm going with the Chiefs. And then Giants plus six and a half is my last pick on Monday Night Football. I'm sold on the Packers. I do think they win this game. But uh, Tommy DeVito is rolling right now. You know, he looked awful his first couple games. But now he looks like he found something. And Giants are on a two-game win streak coming off a bye. I think they uh, they keep some momentum going into this game. Give their home fans something. A good game. Good primetime game for once. I'll let you give your last three picks and then we'll cut it off. Yeah. Uh, One thing I'll say about DeVito, uh, you know, I'm happy to see him balling. Um, you know, Jersey kid, local kid, but uh, I wish he did that my first three years at Syracuse. It would have been fun <laughs> instead of us being garbage. <laughs> I wish he was doing that then. All right, let's get to my picks. Um, I'm going Ravens minus seven. I think off a of bye, they're gonna stomp. I don't even know who they're playing. 
Uh, it's the Rams, but Lamar Jackson's Rams. undefeated against NFC teams. One loss. Uh, one loss. One loss. Yeah, I think Ravens stomped them. I think it's not close. I think Rams, they won 36-12 or 36-13 last week against the Colts. I think I have a little, they have a little bit of a cool-off game. I think the Ravens need it. The Ravens see the path for the one seed uh, very open. And I don't know, we'll get back into our like big, you know, big picture Super Bowl picks and stuff like that. But I think the Ravens are going to go very far this year. I think they have a really, really solid squad. And uh, I'm picking them this week, obviously. Um, I'm going Lakers minus two. I'm, I'm rolling with them. Um, I think they win the whole tournament. So I got to obviously pick them in this game. And uh, surprising pick of the week. I'm going with the Jets money line. I think they upset the Texans this week at MetLife. It sounds stupid because the Jets suck. There is no other. There's no more true statement, I think, in the English language than the Jets suck. But this week, I think with all the juice surrounding Zach Wilson, with him not wanting to play football anymore, and he's smiling in the press conferences, telling them, you know, what do you want to, you know, what are you excited about this week? And he's kind of just like to play football, to kind of like get out of uh out of his out of the system, you know, just throwing the ball around the yard, play a little backyard football this week. I think the uh the Texans have a little bit of a cool off game, a little bit of a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback moment. And uh, I think Zach Wilson and the Jets pull it out. Now, is it true? You know, probably not. But all right, we're under a minute. So I'm going to let you sign us off. Thanks again for listening to the Hungry Dogs episode two. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully episode two is better than episode one. Uh, We hope to keep this going. And we're going to keep getting better week by week. And, you know, keep growing viewers week by week. This is a long-term goal. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, sir. Hungry Dogs. (laughs) See you next week. See you guys.